In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents the Betches Brides podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed. Because after all, it's only one day of your life. Hello, and welcome back to the Betches Brides podcast. I'm Jordana. And I'm Nicole. For some reason, I decided to get rid of my last name today. I feel like it, you know, they should know by now. You know, it's it's first name basis. We're on a first name basis with you guys. And, you know, you might be changing your last name in a couple months, Jordana. So for now, they should just know you as Jordana. Are you changing your last name? I think we discussed this. You no, said this, yes. This is a big thing. No, I still that is one thing we I talked to Mike. We decided we're not going to do anything with the last name until like way after the wedding because we have passports coming in and documents. This is right. actually a huge topic that like tr- tr- I talk about with people Especially now because like, like yeah. I feel like everything is taking so much longer now. So it's an even bigger deal. Um, yes. But yeah, I think there's no like I mean, also, you could just like go buy it not legally. I think that's honestly, I think that's what's going to happen. Like if people call me or address me as Mrs. Nicole freeze, that's totally fine. I will actually like that, but I don't think I'm going to take any legal action with the last name. And like, I'm not changing my Instagram handle. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, same. So with the Instagram handle, but like maybe in the bio, who knows? I don't know. I feel like it's nice to have like once you have kids, it's nice to all have the same last name. Right. Um, but before that, I don't really see the rush, especially like you said, there's like honeymoons and trips and stuff that are already in this COVID day and age. There's already so much other annoying stuff you have to do to make right. sure you get into these countries that I can't imagine adding in another layer of that. Like that would. It's the last thing. It's the last thing I need in my life right now. So not doing it. <laughs> um, so you are less than a month. How are you feeling? What tell the listeners what like the last what the month before your wedding situation oh, feels like? Oh my gosh. Let me just tell you. I know I might sound nice and calm today, but that's because I like working now. I like I'd rather work than wedding plan because well, I don't know. That's a lie. I, I enjoy parts of wedding planning. Anyways, I sound calm, but I'm really not. Um <laughs> It is just it. it, There is always work to be done when you are a month away from your wedding, especially if you're quite a little procrastinator like I was like now it's crunch time. I can no longer procrastinate like I have to do things that need to be done. There's just a lot of decisions to be made, whether it's deciding on the processional song for the ceremony or whether it's deciding whether to add in cocktail flower arrangements at cocktail hour, like all the little things. Um, I will say, I remember Aileen saying this and I was like, I don't remember how I, I, I remember just being like, I don't see that happening, but now I totally see it happening. There are little expenses that pop up at the end, or you might be get you might start getting closer to the big day and realizing like, 
oh, I do wish I added, I rented a pretty bar instead of using the ugly one at the venue. Or I do wish I did this or a photo booth or something. Yeah. Right. Which I'm doing. I'm adding a photo yeah. booth. I'm adding. That's what I'm saying. I feel like it's like all these little things where you're like, maybe I should just like do it because like it's so close and I'm it'll make yeah. you that much more excited about it. Too. Exactly. And you're like, I've done all this planning. Why not? Like, just throw it in a couple hundred extra dollars to make it my dream event. Like I see that mindset that you start doing. So um, that's what's happening. Little things popping up here and there. I am getting it. Right. Is, it is little stuff I'm excited about, though. I'll give you guys a quick little teaser, like the photo booth, for example. I talked to this one in the area. They're called Active Photo Booth. They were really great. I basically said to them, I was like, I don't want a cheesy photo booth with props and everything no offense to props. i hate the props i hate the yeah props. I feel no that. offense if you guys have props um they're they're great if you like them but i was like i honestly want the kardashians photo booth the, <laughs> like, the murmur one yeah it's like the most expensive one obviously right well so it's i don't know is that the name of it but yeah it makes everyone look amazing though so they right when i said that the guy on the phone was like I was like laughing because I was like, you're you're going to think I'm completely ridiculous. You've probably never heard this request before. And he goes, actually, we hear that request all the time. This day and age, I guess it's our millennial generation asking for their Kardashian photo booth. He goes, what we can do is it's obviously not going to be the Kardashians photo booth because Lord knows which one they use. But he goes, we can do a chic white background. We can make the photos black and white, same kind of photos that they do. And then they add a glam filter of some sort that um, or like it's like a slightly blurring filter, which is apparently the same one that those Kardashian oh, photos cool. use. So it's like a makeshift Kardashian. Yeah, I think that's great to know that you don't have to get the exact one. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen I've I think um, I think her name's Caroline Rippa, this TikToker girl who's like, you know, blown up from planning all of her wedding things on TikTok. She was the one who actually first was made a video about it and said she asked her photo booth people the same thing. So I think it's becoming common. Like you can ask for the Kardashian photo booth and they give you that. Right. But it is like yeah. upgrades. That's a great idea. I'm sure there's like knockoff ones that are just as good. Mm -hmm. as those so not to call your photo booth a knockoff but you know what I mean no. and probably like a third of the price yeah exactly exactly um other than that I will say just last big update um beware of the seating chart when you have to do that are you doing assigned tables I forget I'm doing assigned seats and assigned tables yes oh you're doing seats wow brave yes. brave, brave bold move um <laughs> the seating chart has been taking me the past a solid seven days and I work on it for hours each day. It is a puzzle um, from hell, if you will. So, well, yeah, I've, I've heard annoying things, but what what is your like method? Is it just annoying I, to like fit all the people you want into a certain section? It's like, it's just, we have tables of 10 and then like, obviously you you don't have to have like a perfect table of 10. I mean, it's impossible to have that. 10 max though and you obviously want to have like at least six because a table of like five or less will just look weird when you have tables of 10 there and just to like fill out the room and everything so whatever um it just is such a puzzle like it's like where do you put and it's tough when you have like large groups of people that take up more than 10 like a 
a group of family members that's more than 10, but not enough to like, right. You don't want to like awkwardly separate people. I'm sure that's going to be a nightmare. Right. And you have to like, I think at the end of the day, like my sister even was like, don't worry what people want. I did get a couple texts from people being like, are you putting me with so-and-so? Make sure you put me with my sister was like, do not just put people where you'll, where you put them. They'll be happy. And like at the end of the day, you cannot keep worrying about the puzzle of a seating chart. Honestly, like I feel like if it's a fun wedding, people aren't really sitting that much. Yes. Like they're sitting to eat and then they're getting up like right away. No one's like Mm -hmm. sitting at the table chilling for that long, especially like the younger people. And a tip I learned is that you put the older people who will be sitting, like put them further away from the DJ or the band so that it's not too loud, but close enough so that they can still like watch and see what's going on because they'll want to sit and watch, but then put the fun, loud people near the music because they don't care about loud and they won't really be sitting. Right. I think that's a great tip for anyone who's doing their seating chart right now. Um, But yeah, I'm sure that's anxiety producing. Are you just doing cards for your seating chart? Like we have to do escort cards. So we're going to leave them. This was a big it's all the little things. It's all the little things. I totally agree. It's like I can't even there's so many little details. We're going to leave them. This is a tip. If you guys are like, what do I do about those things? So basically, I want this piece designed that's like these um nice lanterns that say everybody's in calligraphy i have this girl doing it that says everybody's name and table number on these like beautiful lanterns because that's one of the few decor pieces i have that'll be like at the cocktail hour so i wanted that as a piece so nice right it's gonna be great i'll show photos um and then but then they then my venue makes us have escort cards that say people's what they got for their meal on them so that it's easier for the wait staff to like see what people got or whatever. So I can't have, I couldn't have both. Cause that would be confusing for guests. Cause guests would see their name on the lanterns and then think like, okay, let me go to my seat. Not knowing that they have to grab their escort card. So right. I didn't want to eliminate the lanterns though, and just have the escort cards because then that gets rid of my cute lanterns. So we figured out what a solution. The- um, we are putting the escort cards on the tables. They'll be waiting for people, not assigned seats, not at their seats, because then I would have to assign that, which I wasn't doing. But they'll be waiting in a nice little neat stack, not covering the centerpieces or anything, just like right there. So when people make their way to their tables, they'll know to grab their little escort cards. And the way they'll know that is that the wait staff will tell them, hey, grab your card, put it in front of your plate and they'll have them there. But it's like that was a whole conversation for like a good 15 minutes like that I had to figure out. (laughs) It's all about like innovative solutions to these problems, which like seem it's annoying because they're like they are they're like first world problems, but they're problems and like they need to be solved. So it's like something you have to do. I had a similar situation, not with that but exactly thing, but like just logistically. I have two updates. So my first is I figured out the postage situation. Um, it was really easy. You just take one envelope to the to the post office. They weigh it and they tell you how many stamps you need. And then you just multiply that by the amount you need. And then you need like international stamps Perfect. for sending it away. So like quick trip to the post office. Obviously, like no one really wants to do that, but it was pretty easy. So 
if anyone's wondering about that. And I sent mine out like pretty early because I saw your thing Smart. about how slow the mail is. And also I'm having a destination wedding. So I thought it was like pretty necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my second update was that I also had a logistical thing. So originally I'm having my wedding on the beach, weather permitting. And originally we were supposed to have like, um, we did a guarantee of 50 people only because we were planning it in COVID and it's destinations. Right. We were like, I don't want to be stuck like paying for all these people and no one comes. So we did right. 50. Now it's looking like it's going to be more than 50. And our venue then suddenly told us like, oh, if you have more than 50 people on the beach, like we can't do plated because it's too far away from the kitchen and it'll be cold. <gasps> so we have to do a buffet. And I was like, no, like that's not happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, it's not happening. Like, I'm not having a buffet for the wedding. I'm just not doing it. Like, no offense to people who have it. I just don't like it. I don't like the idea of people having to like get up and wait in a line for their food when I want them to be like right. dancing and eating. I just don't want them to do. I don't want that. Right. So it's then, the yeah, I was like having a panic attack over this. And so I'm not even <laughs> someone who like gives a shit about anything. So <laughs> I was very, very irritated about it. And I was kept going back and forth with them. And then finally, I was I came up with a solution. I'm like, why don't we do family style? So oh, like that's that. less in they don't have to bring out individual plates. Guests still don't have to like get up to get their food and it'll all be in the middle and people can like sample everything. I and like into family style weddings. I like them. I like that you can like choose your portion of the very Italian plates. of you. I love um, that. I am marrying an Italian, so it works out. <laughs> it works. Wait, that was a really good solution. And look, you don't have to feel bad or justify not wanting a buffet. It's like you and you, you are it's funny that that's why I was laughing because you are such a chill bride I feel like you don't get like <laughs> you, don't, you don't get all hung up on the little details like I do as much but you care about the guest experience a lot I can already tell totally which and like should I care about the things that I would care about if I went to a wedding if I went to a right. wedding and I had to get up and get my food I feel like I would be like it would take away from my personal experience so if I can like put myself in the in the position of the guest and I'm like I try to think like, would I even notice this? Would I care about this? Or would I not even, or would it not make a, a difference to me? And right. since, again, since it's my wedding, I'm only thinking about myself, but that's as much as I can do. It's going to be, it's going to be true to how I'm thinking about what I would want. And so it's a reflection of me, which it should be. Totally. And, and Mike and Mike. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, your wedding. <laughs> exactly. It's our wedding. But yeah, we settled on the family style thing. And like, I would have preferred plated, but I think it's a very good compromise and you can't get everything. So I'd rather that the is, food be, be not cold and, yeah. and family style than like cold and plated. Family so. style will be perfect. People will enjoy that. That that'll be a nice little way to like, especially if you do have tables that don't really know each other that well, like that there's two groups of people that don't know each other. That's a nice way to like get them talking, get them interacting with each other. Like they physically have to, to share food. So yeah, I think that forced be too. Yeah. Forced interactions. I love that. I'm excited for today's episode. Although I will not be in the interview, you are about to have an amazing interview. Yes. I'm talking to Melissa Andre. She's great. We've become Insta friends over the past year or so. She's a celebrity event planner. You guys are going to love this interview. She's a wealth of knowledge. She's going to give us all the tips and tricks for planning our weddings, being stress-free while doing so. And she's very good at like design and stuff too. So we're going to ask her about that but um yeah we're just gonna talk about wedding plans here's what i love about um 
celebrity wedding planner on the podcast is like, you don't have to be able to afford a celebrity wedding planner to get this. Like she's going to be on the podcast. She's going to give you the tips yep. that she gives to all her clients and you don't even have to pay for it. So mm-hmm. I think it's great. It's a great way to get like sort of the uh, advice of someone who does plan these elegant weddings and like things that you wouldn't think about that other people are paying for. Um, and I think it's great to be able to get that advice for free on this podcast. So if you know anyone who like has those like aspirational dreams, but maybe not the budget or the wallet to be able to, uh, to afford them, I think this is going to be a great episode for them. Yes, precisely. Planning a, a baller wedding on a betches budget. Exactly. So we'll be right back with Melissa Andre and then Nicole and I will return after to play some unpopular opinion sponsored by our favorite beverage of the summer high noon. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, Good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Betches Rides podcast. I know you just heard from Jordana and I. We gave you our big updates. Well, now I'm here with the wonderful Melissa Andre. She is a celebrity event planner. She's a wedding expert, and she's the founder of Melissa Andre Design Co. Team, otherwise known as MADCO, right? That's right. MADCO. MADCO Team. Yay, MADCO Team. So we're here with her and we're so excited to harness all of her event planning knowledge. She's a wealth of knowledge. Melissa, thank you so much for joining. Thank you. I feel like we have been chatting about this forever, like literally forever. So I'm so happy to finally be doing it. We've become like Insta DM friends and I've, you know what? You caught my eye because obviously like 
the Betches Brides podcast, we get a ton of pitches from like amazing wedding professionals in the field just saying like, hey, love to come on the podcast, whatever you have been DMing. Like you'll have the best tips and advice for different questions that we post on like the Betches Brides Insta story. You'll you'll just like slide into the DMs with like a straight up amazing solution for a problem. I don't even know which specific ones right now because I feel like you've done it too many <laughs> times. But I'm like this this woman knows her shit clearly. So so excited to have you. Me too. I've been planning all types of events, but weddings for like 15 years. And I feel like because of social media, like a lot of like tips get thrown away around that are like not even mm-hmm. necessarily like realistically implementable. I don't even know if that's a word like that, that are just like not realistic, you know? And I always like, there's such, there's something really different between someone who like creates wedding content and someone that's like entertaining and you know even gives tips that are entertaining and someone who is like actually producing like hundreds of weddings and has clients and works with brides and like you know their kind of take on like what you Mm -hmm. can actually do what's you know what's realistic what works well versus like what is kind of interesting. I mean, I'll take them both. I love all wedding content, but I kind of, you know, sometimes I'm like, that's super unrealistic if anyone cares, but Mm -hmm. here's something that could work (laughs) or whatever. No, it's so true. It's I, I was thinking about that the other day, actually, because I was like, okay, I've become more than I'd ever thought I'd like to know about weddings. Like I've learned a lot about weddings over my time running Betches Brides, obviously planning my own wedding. I create funny content and skit videos and things about making fun of aspects of weddings, because at the end of the day, they are one day of our lives and we go crazy over them. But I still am like like, many days of my life. But yeah. 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 (laughs) I'm like, I still as much as I've learned, I will never be. I'm not a wedding planner. I can't give wedding planning advice. I mean, I can to some extent, but I can't give the point of view of a planner. And I will never because I'm not on the ground planning people's unique weddings and running these events. And there I have so much more respect for people in your profession after planning my own (laughs) weddings there is so much that goes on behind the scenes to make even just the event run smoothly like little stuff like they you guys have every detail planned as to like who's entering when and from where and all this stuff and you specifically i mean so you mentioned you've been in the industry for 15 years can you just give us a quick background like what made you fall in love with weddings Yeah, like I was doing events in the fashion industry. And at that time, like pre-social media, the fashion industry and events and fashion shows and like beauty launches were so different. They were not like accessible to everyone. You couldn't like follow an influencer, go there. You know, you wouldn't like celebrities were there. Absolutely. But they weren't really posting it. Like maybe you would get the red carpet on the way in, but that was like kind of it. So there's such a different like aesthetic and look and vibe to that industry. And I, you know, started just thinking about when I would go to personal events, like birthdays and weddings and showers, how dramatically different they were like in aesthetics, you know, like that Mm -hmm. vibe, you know, and I would like go to personal events and be like, I 
hate these. They're so right. ugly. Like I hate all of these weddings. This like, there's this weird thing where like people are like, what are your wedding colors? And then you would like choose two colors. And like, yep. that was how you planned your wedding. And like the people who, who were in, you know, fashion or, you know, whatever that world were like totally different from the people that were in the wedding world. And Right. That was like the thing that I was trying to do was kind of like take this aesthetic that I was using for like runway and in beauty and like on campaigns and on like launches and bring them to all these like, pers- you know, perfectly fashionable, trend forward, like chic brides mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever they were celebrating, like kind of bring that to the industry because there was like, it was like two worlds, like, you know, depending on the type of party you were going to. And because people didn't like get as much access to that, I was like kind of really able to like bring those looks and feel. So when you would go to like one of my events, especially back then, it really kind of looked different than a a different wedding that you had been to. And that's just kind of how I started. You know, I, I was in New York. I wanted to do my own thing. I'm Canadian. So this is like a little bit of like logistics, but you can't mm-hmm. just like be a Canadian that like lives in New York and has a business. There's like, you have to get like a visa and you have to like prove that America yeah. like needs you, you know, and whatever. Well, American weddings, need you. <laughs> we needed you. <laughs> well, I, I started in Toronto, so I had to like come home, you know, and like see if I could figure this thing out and see if people even wanted, you know, weddings and private events that looked like the way that I thought that they would look or that they should look or could look. So I kind of, you know, I did like two weddings for friends and was like, Hey, let me just try like putting my spin on this aesthetic wise. And then like the next year we had like 60 bookings were like beyond, like I had to get like an office and staff and like try and teach people like how I was doing it, you know, and then I moved to LA and, and blah, blah, blah. The rest is history. But that was kind of like the influence that kind of like got me yeah. into weddings. No, I love that though. Cause it's like, I mean, you can take just by one look on your Instagram, you can tell that like your weddings are just a step above and nothing's ever too like wedding or like too cookie cutter this is what I saw on Pinterest so this is what we're doing for your wedding it's very like you know unique outside the box you can tell that you get inspiration from all different things I think on one of your posts you like posted that your inspiration for a beautiful table thing I remember sliding and it was like it was Tinkerbell and it literally sure yeah. enough like Tinkerbell <laughs> from so Peter she. Pan she's so <laughs> she I was like, I love, and sure enough, the photos of the actual like event were, you could tell they were just like derived from that, but so in such a chic, cool way. I mean, it's just like, once you see it, it's like that line of you're like, once you see it, you can't unsee it or whatever. And you're like, yes, this is definitely Tinkerbell. But I, I try, I mean, at Madco, we have these like kind of four artistic kind of categories or, you know, whatever, um, Mm -hmm that I, I hope come across in each design. And I kind of bring each design back to these four categories. And, and I say like equal parts or like, you know, and they are like luxury. It always has to be luxury. And that doesn't mean the the dollar value, you know, it could be service. It could be, it could be like the venue could be the experience. So they have to be equal parts, luxury, alchemy so they have to have like a little bit of magic you know and then unexpected or like edge so it can't just be like 
you know, it's not Disney necessarily, you know, it's not like magical. Well, I mean, Tinkerbell is Disney, but she's like so chic. And like, in my mind, like I like right. imagine that she's like, you know, French and she's like a chic bun and you know, this whole thing enough that. about her. I'm not making this whole thing about her, but um, <laughs> so it's like luxury alchemy edge or like something unpredictable, like something that makes sure people know that they're at a party, you know, which right. like sounds really obvious in a way. But if you think about it, like when you're designing a home, you have to, you're like living with that design for like years. And yeah. when you're designing a party, it's like six hours, yeah. you know? So like the design has to have that like unpredictable thing that you can do when it's just a temporary six hour moment. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth quality is like balance, you know? So I never want people to walk in and be like, oh my God, this was expensive. Or right. like, oh God, so Tinkerbell, you know? So it has to like have all of those balance mm-hmm. so that like at the end, it, it kind of makes sense. But I don't know if that's helpful or I makes love sense. That. But no, yeah. <laughs> I think, lu- so it's luxury alchemy. What was the third remind me? Like unpredictability or like, uh, yeah, unexpected. Love it. And then balance. I think that's amazing. And like you said, I think it's like you that can come in many make that more of your inspiration versus like, you know, I my colors are green, black and gold and everything needs to tie into that. Like make make these feelings because once I feel like when you're planning with those words and those feelings, then your overall design and aesthetic is going to evoke emotion in yourself and in your guests. And like you said, be an experience for your guests. And, and it's just gonna, yeah, be your dream event. I love that. Yeah. I mean, that's how I do it. I totally get how people are like, my theme is like brown and white. Like, you know, I also get that there's just different, just different ways to design, but that's kind of how I design. And when I started like designing in, um, you know, fashion shows in the fashion world, I remember, you know, designers being like, it should feel like you just finished a run and your cheeks are flush. And I was like, what, you know, but like, it was never, they were never like, you know, the, the look should be red. You know, it was also like, it was always like something else, like more of a mood than like, yes, the look is red you know, or leafy greens or whatever. So I kind of brought that with me. And like, at least my kind of aesthetic has like, you know, that little recipe of like those four things. Right, right. Well, before we get in, because I have a bunch of audience questions about the design stuff, because they want to harness a little bit of your visual eye (laughs) if possible through this audible podcast episode, but verbal. Um, But before we get into that, I we can't we can't skirt over the fact that you have planned events. Clearly, your skills have like and your eye for all of this has caught the eye of some very high up important people in this world, some (laughs) celebrities, A-list celebs you've planned. I saw recently on your Instagram, you did Jessica Alba's some sort of baby shower, bridal shower. Her birthday. 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 Her birthday. birthday. You've Mm -hmm. planned for for Drake, The weekend, so many more. Can you tell us just about that whole experience and what it's like planning for celebs? And then we also want to hear about like how we can plan our, you know, Betches budget weddings, but um, that look like a celeb wedding. (laughs) You know, the thing about working with celebrities that's really different is like, first of all, you have way less time. Second of all, they are really, really busy. And so they're like fairly 
uninvolved compared to... I was going to ask that. Is it you working with their people or do you get to like work directly with Drake? It's always a mix, you know, like I've had Drake be like, I want to like see this ice sculpture at this party, you know what I mean? And then we kind of like go back and forth, me being like, oh, maybe this, you know, whatever it is. Um, But it's always a mix. But the, the thing about working with celebrities that's really different is that they hire so many experts. So like when they hire me, it's not so different from like them hiring like an architect or a stylist or you know, whatever it is where like traditionally like a bride and groom who are not Drake or whatever, they Mm -hmm. perhaps haven't had so much experience hiring experts. So they like, like to be way more involved, but celebrities have like kind of hired everyone. So it's like you work a lot on your own because they're like, well, we can hire anyone and we've hired you type of thing. So it's like a lot of responsibility, but, um, and I guess, I don't know. I haven't had it go bad yet. Um, Knock on whatever, anything around. But that's (laughs) like the biggest difference, you know, is that they're like, they'll tell you like a little bit, but they're not, but that's kind of it. And they're, you know, and it's very flattering, like as an, you know, an artist in my own world or whatever to be like, you know, you, I love your work. You love my work. This is great see you at the party right. you know like whatever they let it is you run with it because like you said by the time by the time they hired you you know them they're people they've done they've they they're hiring the best of the best they've probably done a, top, a bunch of research so at that point they're like you know i hired you for a reason run with it that's kind of nice yeah yeah it's really really nice it's great and like a little bit nerve-wracking because at like any yeah. point i suppose they could walk in and be like why did we hire you but right. I, like I said, it hasn't happened yet. But, you know, it's like a different kind of level of responsibility than kind of like taking someone to their stationary appointment, like looking at swatches right. of paper and asking which one they want. It's really different to like sometimes like we like I'll even like I'll choose the menu without having spoken to them, you know, based on like what mm-hmm. I I think would be great for that. And like sometimes even the wording for an invitation. I like, I I do for them and stuff. So you have to be like really flexible when you work with celebrities. It's, it's, you can't be kind of as stiff as like, you know, you can't be like, this is my process. And like, you do that part because they're probably on a world tour and they're never going to send you that part. So like, you better do it. (laughs) And that's, it's interesting because like, as a bride and groom, as a normal, not Drake, bride and groom, you're like, <laughs> or, or bride and bride or groom and groom, whoever the couple mm-hmm. may be, you're, yeah. you know, you're, you're planning and you're like, I am paying good money for this, that, and the other. I am going to make sure I'm getting what I paid for. I'm going to be particular sure. about it. I'm going to make yeah. sure the invitation says this with this wording because mm-hmm. I'm paying like these celebs that, you know, they're probably not thinking as much about budget, at least not all of them. Um, they're probably like, yes, just run with it. And again, they trust you at the end, which, which is everything. Do you have a favorite one that you've worked on? Honestly, this is like, I, I hate like choosing favorites. I feel like this is like the craziest thing I do, but I'll just tell you a highlight. I worked with Victoria Beckham (gasps) and uh, I know I knew you were going to gasp and I also gasped. And like, as much as like everyone is amazing, I just feel like she's so iconic you know and then I took like a pretty big design risk like 
we did this like backyard, like gorgeous long table. I'll send you photos, but I like nailed like strands of like globes into like the house. I was like, this could be like the one where she's like, stop doing construction on my house. Or like, you know, (laughs) someone way before she saw it was like, we're arresting you. This is like so outrageous. But, um, you know, I built this like beautiful tunnel with all these like floating globes and bulbs. And she was like, maybe like a chic backyard party. And I was like, I got this like scene two. I'm like doing full construction, but, um, you know, and then that was kind of it, you know, and then she like walks in a couple weeks later and it's like, quite the production you know we like got there two days before I was like um we're redecorating you know and then I was like do you like it and I was like sincerely like could go either way you know because she's like a chic backyard and she's like so chic you know and I was like oh my god do you like it and she said like well what's not to like and oh, I was like, I just like died and like remembered it. I'm like going to get it tattooed. She's like, what's not to like? And I was like, oh that is my like, God. That's the question, you know, like answering a question with another question. I couldn't have thought of a better response. I was like, oh, you're, God. and especially like you're planning an <laughs> event for the chicest of the chic. If that's, if, if you get the approval of Victoria Beckham, who has the best eye for everything, then everything, then it must have been you need to send photos because our audience will be banging will. down our door for photos. Yeah. This episode comes I will. Out. I, will. So, um, I will. That's amazing. Oh, my God. Okay, so that all said, we want your tips and tricks for how you make this all happen. I know you did. You hosted an event on a platform called Bright Live. It was a live event recently about all the tips and tricks to make the wedding planning process more seamless and stress-free. Those are trigger words for us. We love (laughs) stress-free. Those are positive trigger words. So yeah, can you share some of those tips? Because you know, we're all in desperate need of them right now, especially me. Yes, 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 yes. I feel like you are in such better shape than you can just admit. You're, you're like, you should probably be teaching me. I feel like you have very good tips. Um, But I, it's like throughout the years, like, I have kind of put together like what we call like MADCO method, basically, which is like the six phases of event planning and like why one comes before the other. And, you know, and the reason that, you know, I did that is because honestly, it's like the way to have the most stress-free, seamless experience. Mm -hmm. And also because it's really common for like brides, grooms, couples, everyone to kind of get anxious about different parts of the planning and to like move them to the top of the list you know like I would be at a dress fitting and the bride was like what about my cake and I'm like what you know and I'm (laughs) like no 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 that's like four months away Yes, that's so true. At the beginning of planning my wedding, I was like, can I just do it all right now? And then as I got through- You want to do it the first week. (laughs) I'm like, that's why you can't. Because if you, A, if you decide things too early, like I've been engaged forever, picked out my dress forever, (laughs) I'm like, "Eh, I'm not that crazy. Like all this stuff, you'll end up changing your mind on things. And B, there's a whole order to it all, a whole whole format, a whole order. Um, So go on, please. Okay, so there's six phases. I- when I did, and this is what I talked about on Bright Live and people came and they like asked questions, it was great. And, but during COVID I put this like whole process on 
like paper, like a downloadable PDF because everyone was like asking me, like, please help me. I've changed my wedding a hundred times. Like, you know, I'm in this city, that city, like, what would you do? And so I put it down on paper and I know I told you and, but I made like a little Betches promo code that anyone who feels this may be helpful can go online. You can download it. It's in your inbox, like in one second. And it walks you through like, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, the, the six phases. I did it based on a 12 month planning period, which LMAO, like obviously people have been planning for like now three years, three seconds, three weeks. Right. We'll take what we can get. Yeah, but we can, we have plenty of people getting engaged right now that will need right. that for a year from yeah. now. Well, you just have to like make the rather than like a month, let's say maybe you, you have to do it in three days. You know, you, you, right. you have to kind of like change the phases based on your wedding day. But I, you know, I had to put something um, right. and I thought it was important to kind of have like the design phase, which is like phase four be the longest phase basically because that's how we do it at Madco. That is the longest phase and everyone gets really eager to get to phase four, but you cannot get to phase four without one, two, and three, which involve, you know, like your food and beverage, your staging, your AV, like things like that. And the reason is like a for, you know, you can't, you can't really just, you can't really order your furniture until you do your floor plan. You can't do your floor plan until you know what your band looks like because you need the size of the stage, et cetera, et cetera. But also for budget, like people ask a lot about budget and the, the phases in like the Madco method also help with that because the first things that we do are less flexible budget wise. Oh, so it's kind of the bigger things that they know they'll Ha- they'll, they know they'll want to spend on you, or have to. Exactly. You need to spend on it if you're going to have okay. a party. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like you have to do it. Food. So like if all Alcohol. of a sudden you're exactly if all of a sudden you're doing like a cake tasting where like I've done cakes that are $50 and I've done cakes that are $10,000, there's a right. huge spread there. So that comes later. Like those things come later because those things you can still do beautiful at many budgets. Do you know I love what I mean? That. that is our number. This is, I wish I could like, you know, reverse time to 12 months ago <laughs> and <laughs> download this because now I, I kind of didn't know what to prioritize for whatever. So this whole thing is going to be so helpful for our brides because our number one question we get is like, you know, I have this pile of money. I don't know wh- what to prioritize spending on. I don't know what to budget to wear. I feel like this, this, you follow the steps, like the first step you're spending on the second step, the, as you get to the later steps, that's kind of stuff that you can be more flexible with and say yes and no, and pick and choose your options. So, exactly. uh, wait, so you said that step four is design. Um, yes. Do you have like overall, I know we talked about your four evoking emotion feelings. We get a lot of questions about design and just like overall design tips, or are there any things that like, you know, couples need to think about that will make a big impact at their wedding? Like if they are like right now I'm debating, do I rent new bars to bring into my venue? Because the bars will help do a whole overhaul of like the cocktail hour look and feel. Is there anything like that, like you recommend design wise, like any design decisions that couples should be doing? 
Yes. So I like to, and honestly, I was just talking to Gab Waller, the stylist, and she said this and I was like, oh my God, that's how I do parties. But I was like, (laughs) you know, I was telling her, should I buy these like Hermes sandals? It's like stupid sandals. And then (laughs) I was like, should I buy, I mean, they're not stupid. They're fabulous. But I was like, should I buy these? And she was like, let's calculate, you know, the per wear. And I was like, this is so funny because when I'm like, telling people what to spend money on design wise, I always say like, how long are they going to be in that area? And that's like one of the ways that I decide, Mm. you know, they're going to be eating dinner for two and a half hours. Your ceremony is 20 minutes. This cocktail is, is 45 minutes, but we are flipping it into an after party. Okay. So now they're in there for two hours. So that is like really underrated tip is like really looking at the schedule and seeing how much time so if your guests are going to be at the bar the whole time then great um you know you should do that but also look at where the bars are in the room and um you know I kind of like try and put myself in like the eye of like a guest type of thing and look at like what they're seeing the most and for the longest if if you find that helpful I don't know that's a really good tip. Like I would suggest that brides literally like go to your venue, like pretend you're a guest walking through the wedding. That's a really good tip. Like if you're if you have a short cocktail hour and you only have limited budget and you're thinking of, you know, flower arrangements for cocktail hour versus, you know, beefing up your flower arrangements for the actual reception where they're spending four right. hours, maybe yeah. that'll help. That's a really underrated tip. Wow. It's a really good tip. And then I like, since I use this method all the time, I actually, it's like a life tip, you know, that like that quote, and I'm going to like mess it up, but that quote, that's like, (laughs) Oh, if it's not going to matter in like five years, don't think about it for more than five minutes. I like turned it into a party tip. I'm like, if I'm not going to be here for five hours, I cannot spend more than 5% of my budget or like, you know what I mean? It's like a, a life tip, but definitely a wedding, a design tip for sure. Like a design budget tip. Yes. Oh my God. I love that. I'm living by that. Okay, great. So design wise, like in general, are you seeing, I know 2021 weddings, there's, they're all over the place. They're either a small elopement, they're a huge blowout wedding that people have been waiting to plan. Um, Are we seeing any big like design trends right now for 2021 or like what can we expect to see maybe next year? Okay, well, I I know I am so like I'm so weird about like the word trend because like my like the way that I talk about design, I'm like, oh, it's like Tinkerbell's bun, you know, and people are like, what? No, I was hoping you would say like garden theme weirdo or you know what I mean I'm like oh this reminds me of and then like I say the most like obscure thing you know so the thing about like all wedding all wedding design you should have to like think about how you want to like feel um in that moment you know do you want to feel like glamorous do you want to feel like cozy do you so I like start with things like that but um you know, there, but the, there's, there's like this huge shift between like this small, sorry, this huge divide. I'm like talking with my hands, but I forget this is not <laughs> going to be visual. So you can't see me doing like this divide motion, but <laughs> there is going to be a bunch of very intimate weddings. And then these, like, I call them like revenge weddings, you know, which is mm-hmm. like the 2022 weddings where people are That's like, I was, word. 
I was going to do 100 people in a hotel ballroom. But since you made me postpone this three times, miss three birthday parties, change my bachelorette, change mm-hmm. my whatever. Now I'm going to have 500 people in Italy. I hope you're happy. You know, like oh, it's, they're going off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're having like those, you know. Yes. Um, so like there's I'm like not seeing anything in the middle. You know, right. I see like these people who are like, uh, uh-uh, we're flying like everyone to Italy or people who are like, no, no, it was eight people. It was 12 courses. And like, that's it. We're going back to real life. And like the next party will be like my kid's second birthday or whatever, right. you know. So um, but again, you have to like think about the mood that you yeah. want to have, you know, rather than like the look, because the thing is, I mean, the looks just change. You know? Right. And I, I th- agree with that. It's like, don't jump on all these random trends because then that's going to be the thing in five years from now that is blowing up on TikTok is like the chuggy thing that people did at weddings or something that were right. Chewy. Sometimes I see people like reposting, a, a, you know, a wedding or an event of mine from like a decade ago, like literally. And like they cannot tell it was a decade ago. It's like timeless in a sense you know which is why i have like those four parameters and those none of those four qualities are like trendy you know like because um you know it's nice to kind of and i mean this is just dependent on the bride if you're like honestly right now i'm feeling like blue waves and i want them everywhere like it's your day and you should do whatever you want but you know i kind of look at yeah exactly you'll like it you'll always love it you know like my mom had Mm -hmm. like fans like floral fans instead of like Ooh. bouquets for her bridesmaids i know it was like very edgy um oh, I but love like that. yes like very very unique and i have not really mm-hmm. seen it but um you know I, she doesn't even though it was like maybe random or weird i know she doesn't look back and is like oh i shouldn't have done this so you know very few people right. do that the actually the only thing that i hear people regularly say that they wish they would have done differently. This is another important tip, I think, is that they would have invited less people. I hear that all the time. Yep. Yep. I mean, uh, that's that's the number one way to cut budget, too, is obviously the more people, the more money you're spending. I'm telling you, I mean, my fiance and I even cut people. We cut people off the list during COVID because we, I mean, again, we we had like over well over 200 people on our original list that we had sent save the dates to. We did a whole episode about how to nicely uninvite people throughout right. COVID. And then, um, yeah, now we're our guest list is like 160-ish, which is yeah. still a lot to me. Like that feels like so much, but we have huge families. Regardless, right. I'm like... I can already tell like there's just you don't we don't have 160 best friends like who are these <laughs> right who are these who people, are these people? you know it's such like a limited number of hours you know it's a limited number right. of hours and the reason that people say that is not because they're they don't like love their whoever it's mm-hmm. because on the day and they only realize it after even though like i tell them but it's not my guest list you know you only realize after that, like the next day they have like this regret about only spending like 20 minutes with this person because there was like 500 people that they had to split their time between, which doesn't mean they don't love all those 500 people. It's more about being like FOMO for the time they didn't spend with like the 20 people that they wish they could have spent the whole night with or whatever. So 
I only just say that to like do with it what you will when you're making your list, you know, like if it crosses your mind, you know, this person said that almost all of her couples say this, maybe I'll think about it. Right. Um, you yeah. know, then great. I mean, and it's tough because you do have to be a little strict with your guest list. Like I am seeing that we just had so many people over the past year that got into relationships, have a plus one now. And it's like, it's such a hard battle. It's like, do you say yes to them bringing a plus one? Because you do want that person to enjoy their experience the most that they can at your wedding. And if that means them bringing their new plus one, then maybe you say yes. Or I mean, it just adds to, or on the flip side, you're like, okay, does my cousin's little boyfriend that she just started dating a couple months ago does does he really need to witness my love to my fiance (laughs) it's like that question will like forever be it doesn't matter how many articles are written about it how many people get asked it doesn't matter what year we're in in and outer covid that is like a struggle that every bride has you know is like because then you have like some rough rules where, you know, I say like, listen, if they're not engaged or they haven't been together for Mm -hmm. at least this long, then say no. And then you get to like, oh, but these people are coming from out of town. I'm like, okay, they're coming from out of town. Definitely. Yes. And then you go to like, oh, but there's no one that they know at this table. Like, you know, so it's very hard to, to even myself that loves like a method and rules and categories and phases, like, you know, even, even for that, I'm like, it is so great. And it's so case by case. And right. it's like it the one part of wedding planning that I cannot make the decision for them. And like, thank goodness, because <laughs> I would still be making the decision. I would still be there. Do you, <laughs> like, get, do you get couples being like, Melissa, can you just decide to us? I'll do that to my vendors. I feel like I'll be like, just what do you recommend? Just decide. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. We basically uh, about anything other than guests, I definitely yeah get that very it's like very rare for someone to be like I mean yeah that's why they come to us I think for is like for design so they're um but it wasn't always like that obviously when I first started it's like a little bit of an mm-hmm. uphill battle trying to get people to like really trust you with like their this very important day but um right. you know luckily now we've done it like enough times that people are like I have seen this go well for other people and we have a lot of kind of case studies where people are like tell me about this process. I'm obsessed with this event. I'm like completely uninvolved, you know, or like I did my girlfriend Cassie's wedding and it was like in vogue and like, you know, the whole thing. (gasps) And she had, it was like the most gorgeous wedding and she had like 14 people and like, didn't literally tell me anything. Oh my gosh. Like, um, uh, you have good taste, leave me alone or, you know, what, you know, whatever. And then, you know, it was like published all over the place and people like reference it every day, you know? And so like, sometimes those stories are like helpful to convince people, like, here's all the, actually every wedding that you referenced, the clients didn't, were not involved in the design. Although I always involve clients to like, give me a list of like things they don't like. 
And we have like a serious questionnaire that we send clients like before we start that like, oh my God, I talk about their taste in movies. I talk about like their taste in clothes, like everything other than events, because I don't usually reference like other weddings or like other events when I'm coming up with a design, but I ask them like about architecture and like where they like to travel and their favorite restaurants. And like, I ask them everything else. So like, even though I say they're like, quote unquote uninvolved like they're not really actually shouldn't even use that word yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. no but that's so smart because then you are almost helping them discover and that's one thing I've needed throughout this wedding plan I'm like I don't really know what I like I don't know what my wedding style taste whatever would be like I there's so many words out there like contemporary you know boho uh rustic all the all the design words descriptors classic yeah Yeah, i don't even know um but (laughs) so that's kind of nice because by you sending out that questionnaire a you're getting like them to put down their thoughts on paper which is probably really helpful for them and then b you're getting their overall vibe you're almost helping them discover what their taste is if they can't describe it to you like by asking them what their what their favorite movies what their clothes that's that's really smart because then you get to design and then i heard a tip from somebody on tiktok it was like when you're designing stuff for your wedding do not put chairs or do not put you know vases in your wedding that you wouldn't put in your everyday house or life like nothing because then you're going to be putting stuff in your wedding that feels too weddingy and doesn't feel true to what you actually like so that by back to that questionnaire it probably helps them like yeah just helps you get the info you need from them to like be able to design this event that is authentic to what they truly love in their day-to-day life Right. I mean, I like, I don't know how day to day my like personal designs look because I feel like I'm like, oh, we're in Mars today or like whatever. (laughs) But I think that if you have not hired like a designer whose look that you love, then that is like absolutely what you should do. You know, you should be like, would I like put this in my house? You know, Um, because there's kind of two ways to go about it. Like you either walk through that door and you're like transported from somewhere that to somewhere that like you're happy to be for eight hours and then you go home or you walk in and you're like, this is like absolutely my house, but as a party form, you know, there's like kind of two ways to look at it. Totally. Kind of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we, I have so many other questions for you from our audience. You, we, we got so many from you. So we might have to just like ask <laughs> three because we don't have a ton of time or something. Yeah. Let me just do a couple quick ones that were like the okay. most common. And then okay. we're going to have to do this again or yeah. we'll do, well, you know what we'll do? We'll do an Instagram story thing where you do like rapid fire questions. Okay, great. But um, just a couple quick ones. So what a lot of people were saying, um, What's the biggest mistake? They Our audience hates making mistakes. What's the biggest mm. mistake people can make that makes their wedding not look or feel t- cohesive? Okay, buying your wedding dress before you've ha- picked your venue is a mistake. And I know I've had a lot of brides either regret it or they have to buy like another dress. <laughs> so that yeah. is like a big, because then like your dress doesn't match like the venue and like the yeah. look and the feel. So that's something. And also the, one of the reasons we do things in phases is because when you're in that design phase, like 
that's the time for that, you know, and that's why you don't like, you don't do your dress and your cake up here. And then you like pick your chair, but like with your music and whatever, like there's absolute, I'm telling you, like the phases are tried, tested and true. They've been used for 15 years, you know, and that's why, that's why like things become uncohesive is because you're booking things like kind of separately and then you have to like edit your mood board when you give it to someone else you know that kind of thing so timing yeah timing of when when you're in the design phase that's your phase that's your moment to do it all okay Mm -hmm. um second question obviously you're a planner so if we all could hire you we totally would um (laughs) this person asks do i need a month of slash day of planner i feel like i'm already organized Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You do. I did a wedding two days ago. The reason I'm in Toronto right now is because my very first intern from 15 years ago got married and she worked with me for like many, many years. And so of course I had to like fly to Canada and take like the million tests and, you know, all that and be there for her because she did so many weddings with me for other people. And it was at a new hotel and like, like, so as I was doing, cause I personally, like my team does day of, but I haven't personally done day of or month of in like many years. And I was like, Oh God, this is so, exp- this is so important, you know, because like right. I'm setting up her ceremony and I'm like really being like, we need to move those coffee tables. That needs to be a moment. And right. the venue is like, no, no, I don't really think so. And I'm like, no, no, I you listen. know. I know. And she knows, you know, so it's not that the venue isn't willing. It's just that like, you know, your bride and I'm working for her. Like she is my focus that day, not the staff hours, not the layout of the venue, like not anything. And then it rained and their rain plan was to move her to the ballroom. And I was like, absolutely not, you know? And if I wasn't there, that's where her ceremony would be. And not that they were like doing in a bad way is that they have their own systems, but like I have a system and my system best suits my brides, not my venue, it best suits my bride, you know? And so we like, they had a restaurant in there and we like moved furniture, like in 10 minutes, like moved furniture. I was like dragging trees, making this like gorgeous, like thing with my like bare hands, like fucking up my manicures. And, um, you know, I was like, the venue is just not going to do this. And you as a bride are certainly not doing it, you know, and there's so many calls that need to be made on the day. It's honestly, you, I feel like as the planner, you're working with this bride from day one. In some cases, if you're full service, um, even if you're month off though, like whatever, you're still sure. working with the bride. You're the one who like knows the bride's tastes and needs and wants. And, you know, maybe she's expressed things that are really important to her for the big day to you that you, you are the voice of the bride on the day. So I, we've done, we've discussed this topic in length before, like planner, no planner, obviously budgets are all different everywhere. Everybody has a different budget. Some people can afford, some Mm -hmm. people cannot. Um, I just recommend like having some form of planner all the time, just because it's like, like you said, it's they're your advocate and they are working for you. And they're really, I mean, everybody's working for you, but they're the ones who really care about the couple's needs if that makes sense, which clearly because like the venue has a whole other list of things to think about that have nothing to do with the bride, not because or the groom or the couple. And that's not because they don't like love you, but because like they know that some staff need to be in rooms versus dragging 
trees around for you. And they know that like some, and also they're not looking at the space like you are. Like I fully, and I don't like, this feels illegal right. now in retrospect, but I was like, take that table off that person's balcony and bring it down <laughs> here. And they were like, oh, oh, okay. You know, but like when they look at that balcony, they're not like, that is a perfectly good and gorgeous signing table. They're not like, they're like, that's yeah. furniture from the balcony. We're right. no, you you're know? an outside so, like, view. Yeah, yeah, you're an outside view. And they're also like, why would I do that? I'm going to have to bring it back up there. You know, whereas I'm like, I need this to be right. the best possible thing. And now like every hotel is going to be like, do not let this girl walk in here. She like makes you, you know, <laughs> redecorate and like do construction or whatever. No, no, you have to be. You have to be a little aggressive. You have to think outside the box. And I think that's a good quality to look for in a planner too. somebody who's like, you know, the bride might not want to be the bad guy, not the bad guy, but you know, no, the one and she's going to be, be busy. Yeah. She's too busy. Yeah, to be I mean, guy. my bride slash friend slash OG intern was like in the garden, taking her photos, yeah. having a time glamming out, glowing, gleaming, like being right. herself as if she needs to know that I'm like, dragging although she could probably imagine because she's done enough weddings with me that I'm like dragging a tree from like the ninth floor like down the service elevator <laughs> to be like behind her ceremony you know like that's just not what and it isn't even what she should be thinking about because that's right. all I'm thinking about you know exactly well you've convinced <laughs> convinced me um that is all the time we have unfortunately i feel like i need to harness your knowledge forever but i do have to make it to my second hair trial because i'm extra like that and i wanted to do a second wow um yeah, yeah. just you know like to see all my options um but thank you so so much melissa um, this Thank was great. You. We're going to have to do more with you. So this isn't the end. I'm going to yeah. be sliding into your DMS <laughs> a lot more, but where can everybody find you? Where can they find, we'll link to everything as well, but where can they find you and all your amazing resources? Yeah, we're at at Melissa Andre on Pinterest, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, you know, like everything basically. Um, and I'm at MelissaAndre.com. And then um, we, I have workshops, like live workshops on Bright Live that you can join and then and, and watch and interact with me. And then also in our shop on my website, MelissaAndre.com, there's a shop, um, you know, and you'll see there's like a Mad Madco wedding planning checklist on there that you guys I mean, and other stuff too, but that I feel like is like a nice, a nice little thing to have in your back pocket. And I'll make the promo code Betches. Betches, promo code Betches <laughs> per usual. Okay, amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Send me a picture of your hair. Oh, I will. Girl, I will. You'll see. Okay, talk to you soon. All right, you guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview. I thought it was so helpful. Melissa's amazing. Well, now it's time for Unpopular Opinions brought to you by High Noon Hard Seltzer. Some of these opinions might be unpopular, but you know what's really popular? High Noon Hard Seltzer, baby. With flavors like pineapple, black cherry, watermelon, grapefruit, peach, lime, mango, and passion fruit, they've got you covered for whatever occasion, be it your batch party, your bridal shower, cocktail hour, you name it. Our first opinion for today is... Just because you have a destination wedding does not mean you have to host a welcome event. Jordana, what do you think about this one, Miss Destination Wedding? 
Um, I think it's definitely a nice thing to do. I don't think you have to, again, you don't have to do anything. And I also think it, it can depend on where your event is. So if you're having, if, let's say New York is a destination for, for, for you guys, or like, I don't know, it's like, it's a big city. It's Miami or something. People, there's so much to do there that people know about. And that, like, there's so much to see and like, um, that people I think could do their own thing or like might want to do their own thing because they haven't been to that city. Whereas I think if you're doing more of like a little somewhere, a little bit in the middle of nowhere or, you know, or I don't know what the, 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 euphemi- the better word, the euphemism for middle of nowhere is, or even Remote. on like an Island, an Island where there's not much to do. I think it's really nice to have some things so that the guests can do and, and get to know each other. But again, I think if you're doing it in a big city where like a guest might be great, might be great for them to be able to do their own thing anyway, like they might appreciate that. I think it's even easier not to do one. What do you think? I sort of agree. I think if you're having a destination wedding, that's international destination. Hate to say it. I don't think any I agree with you in that when these opinions come in and they say you must or you have to. I don't think you have to do anything for your wedding, but For a destination wedding that's international, I think you strongly, strongly should do some sort of welcome event. And it doesn't need to be a whole lavish thing where you're having custom cocktails and a band and all this stuff. Like it can just be a fun beach party where you have some beer and wine for your guests. That might be a little more affordable than having, you know, crazy stuff. I don't know. There's ways to cut costs with this thing. But I do think you need to do something um, or it's very much expected to do something if it's a destination wedding. Um, If it's like in the States or wherever you're located, we have international listeners too. If it's in your home um, country, but people are still traveling, I do think it's nice to do a little something, um, you know, after the rehearsal dinner, just to get people acquainted with the wedding weekend and everything, but I don't think it's, I I agree with you. It's not a must. Right. Okay. So 67% of the people agree with us that, um, you should, it, that you don't have to host a welcome event, but like, I think they also would say that it's nice if you do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, okay. The bachelorette party doesn't need to be a surprise for the bride. Have you heard this before? That it, I've never heard of it being a surprise. I think that's like a very like that's in the movies, like when the bride just shows up and is like, oh, my gosh, my bachelorette. Right. Like, I don't I don't think that's a thing. I've heard of surprise showers. Yeah. Surprise showers. Or there can be surprise elements at the bachelorette party. But I'm oh, too yeah. type A where if my friends were trying to plan a fully surprised bachelorette party, I'd be like, OK, no. Where are we going? What do yeah, I pack? That would be a nightmare. <laughs> I'd be like, I need to get a manicure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I agree. And 96% of people agree with us. So maybe surprise bachelorettes are not, are, are, we're we're right. And they're not really a thing, but I have heard, I agree with that. It's nice to have like surprise, like, oh, surprise, we decorated or surprise, like here's the game and your fiance like has answered questions. Those are cute. Right. Or like gifts or something. I had yeah, some surprise that's cute. like that at mine. And again, I also don't think it, you need to do a surprise anything. Some brides like to know everything. It depends on your bride in particular. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do one more. The last one. I'm excited about this one. Polaroid guest books are so overdone and you might look through it once in your life. 
Okay. So I've never seen this before. <laughs> so to me, it's not overdone and I would love to see one cause I have it and it sounds kind of cool, but maybe if I had been to one or like a few, have you been to one like this? I physically haven't, but I also am realizing like, especially because of COVID, I really haven't been to like that many weddings. We have literally 7,000 coming up this fall, but other than that, I haven't been to like, no. So to answer your question, no, I have other friends who have like lapped you, like gotten engaged and gotten married before you, like, yeah, gotten engaged after you and then gotten married before you. Yeah, they've done like, but they've done different stuff, like smaller weddings kind of stuff. Right. But yeah, definitely had some lappers. Interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think I've been to a bunch before COVID, but they're all like, again, I feel like if you're all in the same friend group, you kind of all do similar things. So none of my friends have done this. So maybe that's why I haven't seen it. Right. I, the guest book thing, you know how we both said we weren't doing guest books. Right. You changed your well, mind. Yes. Because, okay. <laughs> I like alternative guest books. I don't like when people sit there writing forever, like with a pen and have to pass the pen and do this. So I kind of like the Polaroid guest book idea. And I don't think it's overdone because I've never seen it at a wedding. I do know from the bride's audience and stuff, it's becoming a trend. Um, so I see why this person said this, but sounds cool. Yeah, I won't. I'll tell you guys this in a later episode because it's going to be a whole conversation, but I'm doing a really cool concept you have to keep tuning into the podcast to hear what it is but i'm doing i'm excited such a sick concept for a guest book and i'm putting quotes over guest book it's very i'll need you to tell me so that i can copy it for my wedding if it goes well um but yeah i didn't under i never understood the concept of the guest book like where it goes or like what you do with it or like do people write anything besides like congratulations yeah i don't know they just write and i guess the polaroid thing is nice because it has a photo you that seems way cooler. I'm into the Polaroid thing. So I disagree. Um, and so do 53% of our audience. So look at us very on top of things, but Mm -hmm. that was unpopular opinions brought to you by high noon hard seltzer with hundred calories, gluten-free and no added sugar. High noon is more than a drink. It's a way of life and attitude, a vibe because when the sun's up, there are always good times to be had. I mean, Nicole, I feel like you are like, you were like, showing people all the variety of flavors of high noon. And there's people who are being influenced to try new high noon flavors. You're really getting people out of their comfort zone. You know, they're getting out of their comfort zone into their fridge to grab a high noon. They're so good. I mean, it's literally the drink of the summer and beyond. Really. I, I stayed at my sister's this weekend and I made them go get packs of high noons and I, we were sipping on them all weekend. I was opting for the pineapple. It was great. It's the perfect drink to relax during the summer. I feel like there's just nothing better. Just so relaxing. So great. Um, Yeah. And I feel like the audience agrees with us as well. If we had to pull them agree or disagree, I bet they would agree. But that's a hard agree. Seriously, That's our episode. I can't wait to see, um, you know, I will be out next week, but you're going to have an amazing guest. I'm going on vacation um, and I will see you in a couple of weeks. Nicole will see you next week. And that's it for today. Till death do us part. The Betches Brides podcast is produced by Nicole Pellegrino, Sean Kilby, and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Brides and send us your emails to brides at betches.com. 
Betches.